Right. Well, hello everyone and welcome to In Conversation With, which is a podcast that gets to know venues, suppliers and everything in between. So this morning we're speaking with uh, Jordan Evans, who's the events coordinator at the stunning Windsor Guildhall, Guildhall, sorry. And we also have Kath with us, um, Kath Harlow, who's also from Windsor Mice. So welcome everyone. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) So what's everyone doing for Valentine's Day? Uh, no pressure. <laughs> I should probably be watching The Crown and going to bed at about nine oh, o'clock. Yeah. Sounds nice, Kat. <laughs> Trying to grab a Valentine's card on the way home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, have, we give two, so we give one funny one and then one um, like romantic, romantic one. Romantic. And I always, I always give the ones with like the random fruit sayings, like you're my avocado. <laughs> anyway, we've done all that. So anyway, welcome everyone. And um, we'll get to the questions. So first of all, Jordan, um, just tell us a bit about your venue. Well, I mean, where do we begin? There's this <laughs> Guildhall's a stunning venue. Um, I mean, it's essentially a town hall, uh, but it's an incredibly beautiful one. And the lovely thing about the Guildhall is it's right at the foot of Windsor Castle. So it's always had a very strong connection with the royal family. Um, there's been a Guildhall in Windsor since at least 1321, wow. um, but the one that is currently standing now has been since 1689, so we're 330 years old last year. Well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and we have an old tradition as well that um, when kings and queens first take the throne, they pass on, they create a portrait and they gift it to the Guildhall. Oh. So uh, the main feature, I suppose, is the big council room, which is full of kings and queens yeah. and not so good people as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, since it's been built, I mean, essentially, as I say it's a town hall so since um, its first creation 300 years ago it's been used for um, dining for drinks receptions uh, years ago for balls uh, and since the mid 1800s for weddings too so that's very much what we do I mean we are a blank canvas so we have a lot of weddings Um, we host corporate dinners we host drinks receptions networking events in many ways just building on the tradition which has been going on for crikey almost 700 years and what's the wait list like so if someone wanted to get um, married there is there quite a big (laughs) (laughs) not married I'm just asking yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) well I mean to be honest it's it's quite good actually I mean what we tend to do particularly for weddings more so um, we tend to do more ceremonies rather than the full um, sort of experience so um, we people can generally get times which is quite good we do tend to, I mean, in the summer, you can be doing sort of four weddings in a day. Yeah. Um, we, t- we time them nicely and we always make sure we've got a nice space so people can get a more of a personal experience. Um, but yes, I mean, it can be very, very busy yeah. indeed, especially when you get into the summer months. Yeah, but what an honour, getting married there. <laughs> well, it's really lovely. And I mean, I think particularly for civil ceremonies where, you know, when people get married, they want someone that's really lovely and yeah. they want someone that really has a bit of soul to it and they can feel kind of, I suppose, the romance just yeah. to be a little bit cliche. It is Valentine's yeah. Day after all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, a lot of um, venues for civil ceremonies tend to be a little bit a little bit cold, you know, no, you know, registry yes, offices yeah. or, yeah, or yeah. hotel lobbies that you kind of feel the need to bring in a lot of flowers and loads of stuff just to make them feel a bit more special. Yeah. But of course, the Guildhall, because it's so unique, I mean, we've yeah. got enormous chandeliers that are actually on loan to us by the Queen. Wow. Uh, they used to be hanging in Windsor Castle, they now hang in the Guildhall. As I said, mentioned, we've got all these beautiful portraits. So it just, it, it already feels quite special and quite a unique place to, to celebrate. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's quite an amazing place, actually. (laughs) And do they say that some years are better for others than weddings? So even years, they seem to have more popular They do. Well, and and also, so for some reason, um, perhaps everyone's more superstitious than they'll allow, but um, even numbers, definitely. Um, And we find Mm. just in the number of bookings that we get, um, weirdly, I'm always busier on the odd numbers because everyone's doing the planning on the odd numbers and they're getting married on the the even numbers. Yeah, but um, so like last year, um, you know, 29, nine is a very unpopular number to get married in. A lot of people do, obviously, and some people don't mind at all, but, yeah, whereas um, this year, it's 2020, I mean, it's just perfect. Yeah. Everyone likes a two and a zero, so... Yeah. I, like, it would never... When I got engaged, I'm like, right, let's get married next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's I, just I do it now. Until 2020. Before you change your mind. Yeah, just yeah. get that room quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. So, perfect booking for your venue. What's your ultimate perfect event? Corporate, leisure... Well, I think for me, it has to be when we do corporate dining. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think people come wanting... I mean, they come to Windsor for one reason. Yeah. They want to experience kind of Britain at its best. Yeah. They want to experience that touch of royalty, that touch of glamour, which, you know, in many ways, you, they kind of almost want the castle, but yeah. they can't have the castle, so they, they come to the Guildhall. <laughs> they can see the castle, and it's almost as good. Um, and I think the reason I love it so much is there is that little bit of, um, you know, sad person in me that absolutely loves it when you have the beautiful banqueting table... Yeah. Um, the candelabra, the flowers, you know, it just looks magnificent yeah. and it really does offer people that experience which is so hard to find elsewhere. Yeah. And it's um, such a beautiful staircase as you go up as well. You sort of feel special yeah, just going absolutely. up the stairs. Yeah. And, and one of the best formats that we use actually is to do the pre-drinks um, down in the museum on the main floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lovely anyway because it gives people something to look at and interact with and particularly if they don't really know each other it's kind of talking nice points format. for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of the doors open, they go up the spiral stairs yeah. into the main double doors and then mm-hmm. see this magnificent chamber with sort of set up like an old royal banquet yeah. so it's, it's quite magical then actually yeah. in terms of the experience that you can you can have and I guess if you're a company who has maybe um, an American office or a Canadian office or somewhere else and you're bringing guests over it's the perfect slice of yeah. Gorgeous Britain, English yeah, heritage. absolutely. I mean, I would say a huge chunk of our corporate business is is that kind of you know from visitors from overseas, from multinational mm-hmm. offices, because you know you're always trying to find ways. I mean, bearing in mind we're right around the corner from Heathrow as well, yeah. so it's, it works really well in yeah. terms of the logistics of, of organising. But I think also just like you say, whenever you have guests from abroad, you want to showcase the area, you want mm-hmm. to showcase the country that you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. And what better place to do it when you literally have the Queen's coat of arms hanging above you with her portrait next yeah. to you, yeah. you know, giving you that taste of, um, you know, it gives you that example of if you were invited into the palace for mm-hmm. a dinner. It's kind of almost that sort of same feel yeah. to it. So yeah. it's um, really special for them, actually. Yeah. Um, and not, not to put you under any pressure, <laughs> yeah. how many can it seat for, like, banqueting style? Banqueting style, so actually we've come up with our own sort of designs, as it were, to try and make it. So banqueting style can sit 40. That's one big banqueting table. Yeah. Um, and then what we used to do is any more than that, and it went on to round tables. Yeah. What we've found there is obviously because people are looking for that experience, they want to sort of... Round tables doesn't give it quite the same feel. So we've got two um, sort of separate styles. One is called the um, state banquet style, and that is basically modelled on Buckingham Palace. So when they have a state banquet, it's basically like a big horseshoe shape with a top table and two long banquet tables coming up. And that can seat about 65. So again, it just gives you that more of a banqueting feel rather than a corporate feel. 
um, and the other one then is what we call the Duke of Edinburgh layout. Um, we call it that because not to name drop, but we had the Duke of Edinburgh <laughs> come and have a dinner with us a little while ago. Um, and it's if you basically, if you imagine a big capital E, yep. it's almost like that. Okay. So it's a, again a like top, long top table, yeah, yeah and then yeah. sort of springs coming out, and you can have up to four or five sprigs. So yeah. again, you can fit about seventy onto that. Um, our max capacity is eighty, and once you get over seventy, we do have to go round tables. Yeah. But um, we've just tried to find these other ways that you can still feel have that soul in your event. You don't want to yes. feel like you're in a corporate event yeah. when you're there. So. Of course. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Now, this question we've all talked about. <laughs> <laughs> so if your venue was a famous person, who would it be and why? And we've all debated <laughs> yeah. how to answer this question, haven't we, guys? <laughs> I mean, you could go down so many roads with <laughs> yeah. this. But do you know what? I mean, I have to say, in many ways, this was such an easy one for me. Yeah. The Queen, obviously, yeah, of course. because I mean, but I think you know, actually, there's a reason for it because I feel like the monarchy is, you know, it's a very almost archaic institution. It's very old. It's yeah. best of British. Yeah. It's it's gold and it's glitter. Um, but actually, I think obviously the Queen has completely modernised and actually she's really popular nowadays. And in many ways, the Guildhall's the same because we are a very old kind of you know beautiful English style um, you know building but actually our business model is, is kind of the rival of any modern 21st century yeah. company so like I mentioned earlier we're building on sort of centuries of tradition yeah. but we have adapted we work very efficiently so it's that well. best of both worlds yeah. so good definitely answer. the queen That's yes yeah. <laughs> um, okay so my next question is a bit uh, lengthy but let's go for it so as an event professional when comparing venue proposals we need to know capacity parking early access catering options etc um, as the host, what are the most important things you want to know from from an event planner before a proposal? And we, in, as an event planner, we talk about this within the network quite a lot, making sure we're giving you exactly what you need, you're giving us what we need. Um, so what do you think is the most important things that you need from us? Well, to be honest, I mean, one of the beauties of the Guildhall is we're a blank canvas. Yeah. You know, um, so actually, we really don't need to know. I mean, you know, you guys are the poor ones that have to deal with all yeah. the details. For us, I think the most important thing, obviously, we need to know the numbers yeah. because we need to know whether you can fit in the building of and course. what sort of um, things to offer you. Yeah. Um, but mostly, I want to know what your theme is. Yeah. You know, I want to know what are you trying to do because, you know, so often you get um, businesses coming in and it, normally, obviously, if businesses are spending, you know, thousands of pounds on an event, they're doing so because they have a message that they want broadcast yeah. and I feel like if you share that message with us we can really help create that yeah. um, and you know obviously if you're looking for that British royal theme we've got that to a bag yeah. but also there are so many different ways so we've got for example um, some companies come in and they like to use like TV screens and projectors um, to have their branding put around the place some places like to have kind of you know all these different equipment like up light so they can have like drinks outside the place can be lit up so it really showcases their brand yeah. we can use different colours to make sure it all uh, sort of synthesizes nicely so you know from our point of view it's like just update us let us know what are yeah. you trying to achieve by doing this yeah. and we'll make it happen yeah and fun. do you have like a set panel of caterers you use can, can, can people bring in their own caterers or yeah completely so supplies? again I mean we've um, what we did is we devised um, packages so it really a lot of it depends on what are you trying to accomplish yeah. if you are literally needing to just uh, tick a box and to make books nice and quick we can do that for mm -hmm. you we've got packages with accredited suppliers yeah. all those relationships are already set up so we can have something turned around and booked within 24 hours yeah. if on the other hand you are more hands-on you want your own caterers to come in you want to do that by all means you're welcome to do so um, we do recommend I mean we are an old building so we always say you know if you're bringing in your own people come and have a recce first yeah. walk around with us yeah. see the building but you know completely we're hands-off if you want us to be hands-off just take over and, and own the building yeah. you know, it's, it's yours 
schools as far as we're concerned. It's nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get that everywhere. No, you don't. And you, do, you know, in terms of like the contracting and you always get questions like, what's your budget? And mm. I've never been shy to share my budget. So if you need to know what I, what I can spend in order to like deliver an amazing event, I'll always mm. share that with you. But I know a lot of suppliers or, um, or venues will be quite like frustrated because you need some sort of guidance about what you're able to provide to us. And mm. we do tend to keep it to ourselves. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. As an event professional, yeah. is it? Do you tend to get new caterers in, or do you use? It depends. On yeah, because you have, like, obviously, to produce an event in the Guild Hall, it would be of a certain standard. So mm. you're going to want a certain standard mm. of caterer. Mm. If it was somewhere a little bit more low key, you might bring the budget down a little bit. But it, it really depends on what you've got to spend. And mm. event planners or event managers will be given, you know, 150 pounds per person. So within that you've got to find the right venue you've got to do the AV you've got to do the catering and if that gets you a better caliber of caterer then mm. you're going to bring someone in but usually the I find like the venues that I work with their caterers are always amazing that's why you yeah. work with them in the first place you're not going to work for someone who's, who's yeah. Yeah. not standard yeah. oh absolutely yeah. And, I, and I think also that's why it's important to kind of have those conversations yeah. because again you know I know I mean we've got multiple different caterers that we use yeah. and I know all of them are very good yeah. but all of them have got completely different styles exactly. so again you know, uh, that's why I think it's really great if people are honest with, you know, this is our objective, this yeah. is the kind of the, the evening, the ethos that we want to feel, yeah. then we can make it happen and I can pair you with the right caterer that's going to achieve that. Yeah, so. and you'll know better than anyone and it's different calibre of events. Like I mentioned, we had an event last night and it was a very male-dominated event, so obviously we had like the mini burgers and the food was mm-hmm. quite chunky, whereas if it was a, an event where it was predominantly female, and this is probably not the right thing to say, because <laughs> yeah. I do eat a lot, but like I'd probably go more down the dainty line of so it depends on who your audience are as well which is why I think it's important just to share absolutely everything with the venue that you're working Mm. with because you're not trying to rip us off if I say to you my my budget's 200 pounds you're not going to go well I'm going to milk everything (laughs) well and I think particularly you know this is again where like you know as the guild hall we're quite a unique venue in that you know we obviously make money off venue hire so in terms of the food and the drink and the flowers and everything else I don't make money on that so and that's why again you know you mentioned being honest with your budget and actually do be honest with it because you know from my point of view I'm going to get paid kind of either way essentially Mm -hmm. and all the kind of the price increments from that is on everything else so actually from my point of view I can scale down the budget easily because it's not my loss if that makes sense exactly. so like you say we wouldn't try and rip you off no. because yeah. we don't benefit anyway no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. we want to deliver yeah. an amazing event we want to deliver what you want to see yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. and it's quite a nice challenge as an event host isn't it when somebody has an idea or kind of like an ideal or a dream in mind mm. for you yeah. to get as close to that perfect oh it's fantastic and actually delivery. to be honest we had this wonderful event fairly recently where someone got married with us and then had the dinner afterwards mm. um, and their household cavalry and they were wanting the kind of the full experience you know they wanted it to be really British and I mean we went crazy so you know all the flowers were kind of red white and blue orientated yeah. and we because we obviously went only up the road from the barracks so we, uh, we got the uh, military trumpeters to come up and do the kind of announcement for dinner and you know again you can yeah. you can plan these amazing creative things only in Windsor um, only in Windsor <laughs> absolutely um, you know or like other people say so when we have meetings come in again take advantage of the area that you're in so the, yeah. the band that when we have the guard change they go right past the guild hall and what we're able to do is rope off the corn exchange outside so when we have corporate meetings coming in before your meeting you can go and have a cup of coffee on the corn exchange and have a private viewing of guard change See, so that's you, special, you yeah. know and again it's just these things that you can be really creative with um, mm. but you know that dialogue is important and yeah. you know just telling us what you want from it and we yeah. can we can yeah. deliver 100 percent 
Um, next question. If you've got, if you had a fantasy event at your venue, what would it be? Like anything, celebrity, royal family. Yeah. Gosh, anything in the whole entire world. What would you have? Well, to be honest, I mean, most places would probably say a royal wedding, but we yeah. already had one. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, actually, to be honest, though, um, so I always thought when I started. Again, you know, the Guild is British, and what is the most British sort of event? Afternoon tea, obviously. Oh, so I was thinking about it, and then it turns out that I've actually created our fantasy event. <laughs> so um, I thought afternoon tea with those kind of traditional Babes of the Blitz style bands, yeah. you know, very British. And then anyway, because this year is the um, 80th anniversary from the Battle of Britain, so we were thinking of ways in which we can kind of tie in with kind of that celebration of, of kind of that, that part of our history. Yeah. So we thought afternoon tea with a performance by a band called Champagne of the Blitz. Who are those kind of old vintage singers yeah. singing all the old Dame Vera Lynn songs and all that kind of very old style British um, with obviously a glass or two of champagne yeah. as well uh, so we're doing that this September actually oh, so, are we invited? of course yeah <laughs> so it was one of those things I mean that's the beautiful thing about the venue that we've got is yeah. because we are that blank canvas you think of a fantasy <laughs> event and we just do it so, yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds amazing oh, Kath what would yours be? <laughs> Um, if you could attend an event, a fantasy well, event. I think it would have to be a lot of dressing up involved, yeah. wouldn't there? Yeah. And maybe kind of some kind of a fantasy literary dinner party. Oh, like yeah, that. that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you like dressing up, I wouldn't do my job properly if I didn't say. We also have a murder mystery coming up this Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> 1930s style. There so we go. Yeah, <gasps> tickets are on sale. Yeah. <laughs> I know a good hotel across the road. Yeah. <laughs> and what would your fantasy I don't know, be? actually. I was just thinking that because I think over the years I've done so many amazing mm. you know like with celebrities and kind of amazing dinners and fab locations but mm, I know my favorite event I ever did was a um we did like an x-factor talent competition oh, wow. in Thailand and had all of the staging set up on the beach no so like way. this massive big screen we had um, our judges sit up on a panel with yeah. the, the buttons with the crosses in case um, to <laughs> that is amazing and then every regional office sent three acts yeah so um, yeah we had people doing Tai Chi we had people singing like senior partners of the, it was amazing <laughs> yeah. that's so good it's such a good way of like breaking down kind yeah. of you know these barriers like you say when you've got different people exactly from. and yeah and then bringing everyone back together yeah. and it was such a laugh but that was like that would have been a fantasy event but luckily <laughs> yeah done some good stuff <laughs> okay moving on to csr so is there anything you'd like to mention on the whole uh, csr corporate social responsibility and sustainability angle at your venue yeah absolutely i mean the nice thing about the guild hall so um we do take um social responsibility very seriously yes. um we are the town hall um so literally i mean the building's actually built it's got a little uh, an old Victorian penny for the poor box yeah. you can sort of, it's sealed up now so yeah. you can't do it but, but it's just that thing that yeah. tradition nowadays um, we work very closely with the Mayor of Windsor and we always make sure that we can um, offer services to charities when we can yeah. so we do at least three um, charitable dinners per year um, where essentially we offer use of the Guildhall for free um, to um, most of the most commonly used charities in terms of hospice mm -hmm. um, obviously because we, we like to try and kind of keep it local and promote local kind of That's needs great, yeah. um, but 
we also do a whole variety of things and particularly with this year coming up we thought we wanted to do something nice because it's 15 years since the Prince of Wales got married at the Guildhall so we've chosen the Prince's Trust um, as of course the Prince's Charity and also Battersea Dogs Home because that's when the Duchess of Cornwall patronises and of course the Battersea is only around the corner from us Um, so we're going to be doing a few events through this year to raise money for that as well so we do take um, you know we'd like to sort of do as much as we can to sort of promote the the needy Um, and also in terms of sustainability I mean that is such a hot topic now everyone's talking about it Um, and also something we all have to take seriously Um, so we have um, committed so by the end of 2020 we want to be completely single free uh, single use plastic free Mm -hmm. Um, we're also looking at just everything like how can we eliminate waste Um, Mm -hmm. so we've uh, gained new suppliers so one of our new suppliers makes sure that any food left over goes to the Salvation Army rather than obviously in the bins Um, we've also swapped over our water suppliers to Hilden because it's glass rather than plastic and also the glass then gets washed and reused and resilt so it's again Mm. reusing our our stock so to speak Um, and it's just I mean we're doing what everyone's doing you know taking stock at at the way in which we operate how can we change how can we make sure that we're operating still delivering the service that people need but actually making Mm. sure that we're not damaging the planet as a result and damaging communities as a result and that's really a focus of corporate organisations as well like that's the first thing they'll ask you and the first thing they'll they'll want to know before confirming business with you like what are you doing and can you demonstrate what you're doing so that's amazing well and also I mean it's one of those things where we all want to do it as individuals anyway but also our clients want it I mean the amount of times that I'll take clients on a view around and that Mm -hmm. one of the first things I get asked is what happens to leftover food what happens to the waste does everything get recycled you know and that's a a topic that's really coming up on the front line with your clients every day so Mm -hmm. you know it's something we have to do really so yeah excellent and on an well on similar lines is the uh, topic of well-being so health and well-being so in terms of your venue so what sort of things do you do either well-being events or either uh, within the organization as well for your staff and your team members have you got to focus on yeah I mean again you know it's a topic that everyone again is adapting to I mean you know mental well-being particularly is so key right now we all know that actually the more people you know look after themselves aside from anything else the more productive they are at work so um, within the, um, we obviously sit within the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead, so we're in the council and um, as part of their initiatives, there are a huge number of initiatives that they are pushing um, in terms of uh, sometimes they're just sending around boxes of fruit for everyone to make sure they're eating yeah. healthily. Um, there's a lot of work to, um, you know, support systems in place for obviously if people are struggling um, with their workloads or with their, with their mental health as well. Um, and I think more widely, I mean, on a more on the ground basis so I mean there's only a handful of us that actually work in the guild hall day to day and it is just that more awareness of being a team yeah. recognising when someone um, perhaps might be struggling with yeah, his health talk, and yeah. making sure that we're all being healthy I mean one of the worst problems in I think any big organisation is sometimes people don't even take lunch breaks because they're busy and they're exactly. rushing so we all try and make sure that people are getting that time to just go for a walk at your yeah. lunch mm. we're up the road from Windsor Great Park say, so I mean yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> absolutely so we don't struggle at all for places to be so it's a case of actually mm. go and have a little walk in the park on yeah. your lunch break see the sunshine get a bit of air you know yeah. drink some lots of water and just generally looking after yeah. yourselves as a team as well and yeah. making sure that you know we all look after each other so. yeah and lots of in terms of your catering I imagine you'd probably offer a lot of healthy options for people to choose rather Can than you know the mini burgers <laughs> yeah that just make it mini burgers are always very I popular yeah uh, but yeah absolutely and I mean um, we always have so we have like a set standard template menu which goes out with part of our packages but also we always have those bespoke options yeah. we're currently devising um, a vegan menu as well because obviously that's again very growing important. in yeah, yeah 
yeah and growing in, in popularity and in need so um and and having those healthy alternatives so you that you like you say you can come and you can have a nice yeah. corporate dinner with this mm. and it's not a stupid amount of calories washed down with huge I amounts know, of alcohol fun as those can be because <laughs> yeah. i talk about this a lot as well so if i'm going to an event i want to eat well i don't want to eat a salad because i can have a salad at home but then obviously you do need to have those healthy options for people that yeah. tend to go to these types of events all the time and people that are more mindful perhaps more than me yeah <laughs> health and, so, well, and i think especially when you're talking about like networking and you're talking about events that are put on you know for a business purpose or a charitable purpose like a lot of the time they are people that go to these events quite a lot and it is work for them you yeah. know as much as it is lovely it yeah. is work so yeah. actually you know when we all go on holiday we all kind of probably drink far too much alcohol yes, and yeah. eat lots of unhealthy food because yeah. you're on holiday and you're enjoying yourself but when you're working it yeah. is different and as much as you're in this beautiful place and yes we're going to pour champagne and yes we're going to have lovely food but it is important to keep that well-being yeah. as well because keep you know mind. it is part of your day-to-day -day experience <laughs> of so course. Yeah. yeah and of course when you're doing your business deals post dinner you need to keep a yeah. like you say have that <laughs> sharp mind afterwards so yeah, absolutely <laughs> although i do find negotiating goes a lot easier after several glasses yeah, of wine have but it. yeah <laughs> Wonderful. Excellent. Well, that comes to the end of our chat this morning. So well, thank, thank you, you so much, much for spending the morning with us, well, the last half an hour with us. Yeah. Um, it's been wonderful. So thank well, you. Thank you very, very much, Anita, for having me. Yeah. So